Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey everybody, it's Jeremiah and I'm back. I hope you missed me. Maybe you didn't. I don't know. But anyway, I was gone for a little while there. Super, super busy. We'll get into that later. But for now, let's just get things rolling here with our day and our show. It's Topic Tuesday, except this episode's being released on a Wednesday because time doesn't matter in the world of podcasts. So Topic Tuesday's coming up. AJ's going to get us kicked off with that. But before we go any further, I must remind you that we have a very cool promotional partner here on the show, and it is Getting Geeky with Gamer Relief. Gamer Relief talks about games. He does stuff with Kickstarter. He's got interviews. Uh, he's just a cool guy who does cool things and has cool podcasts, a bunch of them every week. If you want to check that out, you can go to ga- uh, GamerLeafGo.com. That's right, GamerLeafGo.com. Or just search for Getting Geeky with Gamer Leaf anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right, let's get this show underway. Welcome back to Board Games Daily. We'll be back with this topic Tuesday and a few other things, including a really terribly recorded segment from firestone (laughs) it sounds awful anyway enjoy (laughs) board games daily powered by theology of games coming soon to a table near you Campy Creatures, the first expansion and second edition. Compete with all the classic monsters from the first edition, plus four all-new creatures. Clash each round as you try to win new location cards. Hello? Is anybody there? And capture new mortals. Walk this way to Kickstarter, now until Saturday, November 3rd, 2018. Campy Creatures, the first expansion and second edition from Keymaster Games. Welcome back to Board Games Daily, powered by Theology of Games. I'm AJ Skifstad, and today is Topic Tuesday, and we are talking pickup and delivery games. Now, pickup and delivery games uh, have a wide range uh, of types and styles that use this feature. I'm not going to say mechanism, but they could be midweight games, heavyweight games, or lightweight games. They're, they're, there's all types. I mean, I think of train games that do it. You're picking up goods and you're delivering them to another station for victory points or ship games that do it. You take some goods with a ship. Traders of Osaka, Black Fleet comes to mind. I think of things like Century Spice Road or Century Spice Eastern Wonders. All these games are pickup and delivery games. And pickup and delivery, like I said, is not necessarily a mechanism as much as it is the goal that you're trying to accomplish. The, the mechanism it might be the way you pick those up. Um, I don't know. But it, perhaps it could be a mechanism. But um, in any case, usually you're trying to 
deliver some goods for either points or probably some money, which can later be converted into points in one way or another. Uh, so I'm going to talk about a couple of the lightweight pickup and delivery games that I really enjoy. Uh, the first one being Black Fleet by Space Cowboys. Uh, Space Cowboys has done uh, things like Splendor and Time Stories as well. So if you're familiar with those, which are neither of those are pickup and delivery games. Uh, in any case, uh, Black Fleet is a pickup and delivery game where you take command of a pirate vessel, a merchant vessel, and sometimes the Royal Navy. And on your turn, you're going to have a card, a couple choices of cards in your hand that are going to allow you to move those three different ships. The pirate ship, the merchant ship, and the Royal Navy. With your merchant ship, you actually place goods on your ship. It's cool. There's slots for them. And you're trying to take your merchant ship across to another port that accepts that kind of colored good. So I think there's purple, yellow, red, and green. Maybe blue, too. And you deliver them to different points for a certain amount of money. That money can be cashed in to turn over cards that are going to give you more features later in the game that can help you uh, win faster. Abilities that you will, you will be the only one to have. So when you get enough money from trading in goods, you flip over a card, you buy it with the money you have, and now you have something that nobody else has. When you flip over all five of your cards, when you get to that last victory point card, you, you could win the game, but then it goes, I think, to whoever has the most money. I think you get, a, get one last turn. Everybody gets a turn to see if they can finish flipping over their last card with the money they've earned, and then whoever has the most cash after that. It's a really cool game. Your pirate ship is going to thwart other merchant ships, and the Royal Navy is also is going to go after and thwart pirate ships. Pirate ships can carry one good that they steal or plunder from a merchant ship, and they can take those and offload them on treasure coves or, or pirate islands or something like that for even more money. It's a fun game. It's There's a little bit of take that in it, but it's so quick to take that. Uh, it, it's and you you just rebound so quickly. It, it, there's nothing that's going to make you be out of the game uh, for good. It's not like getting locked into a spot in in Settlers of Catan and then just playing for the sake of playing and trying to screw other people's games or whatever. It's not like that. Uh, it's very fast. It's very quick paced and it's very light but very fun because you've got a lot of different choices on your turn, different ways that you can move ships. And you've got a lot of these, uh, there's also event cards in your hands that you can play to do all sorts of fun stuff like exchange the movement on a merchant ship with a pirate ship. So maybe you can make your pirate ship move a little faster and go get somebody else's ship. Uh, and you know, maybe your merchant ship doesn't go as fast that turn. All sorts of cool stuff. Maybe you can move across an island with your ship using a hurricane or a whirlwind or something. Oh, it's fun. It is fun. If you haven't tried out Black Fleet, and this game goes on sale a lot because I don't think people really like it that much, but I think it's a really good game, and I think it's worth checking out. Uh, it is light. It, it is lightweight. So if that's not your style, then you might not like it. But I have a lot of fun doing it. It's moving ships around the board, picking up goods and delivering them. Great fun. Uh, and it's pirates. Come on. It's good stuff. Uh, so that's, that's Black Fleet. I also really enjoy a new game that was just released by uh, Plan B Games uh, this past year at Origins, and that's called Century Spice Eastern Wonders. Century Spice Eastern Wonders is similar to Century Spice Road that they released the year previous to that, um, but this time you have a ship moving across islands, 
each island that you set up a, uh, a merchant tent at, you are now able to do some sort of trade ratio. Maybe you're able to trade your, um, your cloves for uh, more... I'm trying to think of what some of the other uh, spices are. I can't remember right now. But maybe you're able to trade one spice for two of another spice. Eventually, when you have enough spices in your hall that match a victory, uh, a victory point token, you can go over to a victory point island and cash those goods in for the victory points. When you have four victory point tokens, the game ends and people add up their victory points. Now, this game is cool also because it's not just pickup and delivery. As you set up merchant ships, you're uncovering areas of your board that are also worth, worth victory points. Every time you put down a merchant shop, I mean, you're uncovering areas of your board that are worth more victory points. But once you complete a column of uncovering your board, you can also gain a feature again that is going to enhance your game. Maybe uh, it expands your haul. Maybe you can trade better. You have some sort of trade mitigation token. Maybe your ship can move faster. There's all sorts of different things that you can you can collect when you start uh, moving out your merchant shops from your board to the main board. So I like this game because there's a lot of variety still, but it's still very lightweight. It's going to play in about a half an hour, and it plays up to four players. It's beautiful to look at. It's really quite a, it's a, it's a gorgeous game. I love it. And uh, if you get the play mat with it, it's it's even better looking. I couldn't uh, I, I couldn't spend the extra money on the play mat, but heck, I don't need it because it looks good already. So I like Century Spice Eastern Wonders. We are talking pickup and delivery games today. We want to know the pickup and delivery games you like. I've talked way too much about the ones I like. So let's hear from you. We'll hear from Scott and Jeremiah too. So uh, stay tuned. And that's it for now. Check you later. Tower of Madness, the latest from Smirk and Dagger Games. Will you discover what lies beneath unspeakable horror, slip into insanity, or bring about the end of the world? A three-dimensional clock tower stands 15 inches tall, filled with marbles. 30 otherworldly tentacles push through the tower walls in every direction in this high-tension dice game of Lovecraft-inspired horror. Win your very own copy of Tower of Madness. Head over to theologyofgames.com slash Patreon for full contest rules and how you can enter to win. You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. All right, so I'm going to do a little game night recap. Uh, I talked yesterday about uh, the possibility of playing Defenders of the Realm and Charterstone, both which hit the table, as well as High Society. You've heard me talk High Society a lot. You've heard me talk uh, Defenders of the Realm a lot. And Charterstone a couple weeks ago. Charterstone is a legacy game by Stonemeyer Game in which you are building a village. You're adding buildings to the board as you unlock certain things. It is basically a worker placement game where you're going to get to go out into these uh, village building locations and do different things to gain victory points. Unlock new buildings, 
um, unlock crates that are going to give you new buildings to play onto the board. They're going to give you new rules and new stories for the game. Um, it's a really, really cool game. I don't want to say too much because it is a legacy game where things do come out and, and they surprise you. Uh, and it's quite fun to figure out what's going to come out of this index box next. Things that you haven't seen before. And there's little tuck boxes with pieces in it. And I, if, if you know legacy games, then you understand exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Charterstone was really, really great last night. We're on our third uh, campaign in it or third story or whatever you want to call it out of 12. Um, I've won two of them so far, so of course I'm having fun with it. Uh, but that's Charterstone. Really nice game to look at. Uh, a really fun worker placement game. Um, check out Charterstone if you haven't yet. Defenders of the Realm, great little, uh, great big game. Played that last night. Uh, got beat. Killed three of the generals. We wanted to kill four for the victory. Couldn't do it. Uh, we lost by having too much, too many of the dark crystals come out. Uh, so just bad news for us. But we had a great time playing it, and then finally we finished with High Society, which we always have a good time with. That was my game night recap, but I'd rather talk about pickup and delivery games. So if you haven't listened to the pickup and delivery stuff yet, go ahead and give a listen to that and chime in because pickup and delivery is what we're doing on Topic Tuesday. That's it for now. Check you later. Hey everyone, Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com. So AJ brought up the topic today of pickup and deliver games, and those are some great games in my opinion. The first one I thought of was Age of Steam, and that's probably because I played it last week. Uh, but it's just a classic. It's, it's a game where there are cubes all over the board and you're delivering them from one city to another city. But also, what makes that game so mean, why a lot of people don't like it, and I understand why they don't, is that um, you can kind of see where people are planning to go with their cubes. Oh, he can he has a network where he can go from here to there, and if I just leave him that cube, he's going to get six links with that and make a bunch of money, and maybe it's better for me to take three links to keep him from getting those six links instead of me taking a four link. Anyway, things like that. So it's a great pickup and deliver game. Another one that I thought of was uh, Keyflower, which is a Richard Breeze game that has, it's one of the best games I've played in the last few years. And it includes an auction and tile placement and pickup and deliver where you're trying, you have your own city and you're trying to produce goods here and then move them to this other place to be able to flip it. It's not totally a traditional pickup and deliver game, but it has definitely aspects of it. Um, and I, I think that's just because Keyflower in general is a game that kind of mashes up all these different mechanisms, and I just I love it. It's one of my favorites. Another is Istanbul, which is a Rudiger Dorn game, and you lay out all these tiles, and your first few games are kind of in a set order so that there's a little bit of a, not a path, but an easier path for people to be able to get goods and then deliver them to other tiles in order to score points and flip tiles and all kinds of things and get gems, ultimately. Um, but as you get more experience with the game, you can lay out those tiles in 
any kind of fashion you want, including just randomly, and that will definitely affect your ability to move well, to move efficiently, and it's something I'm terrible at. I'm not sure that I've ever won a game of Istanbul or even come close because I just am not good at being efficient. And my friends will just be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go here and then do this and then drop that off and keep that guy there. And I'm just fumbling around like, oh, I'm just terrible at that game. But I love it, it's really good. The expansions are great, they're super interesting. So uh, Istanbul is definitely high on my list for pickup and delivery games. And then finally, another one I thought of that's actually pretty family friendly that I've played with family, friends, non-gamers that have come over is Niagara. This is a game that I um, put it out. Zoc, I think, originally put it out. I'm not sure if who published it in the States. Was it maybe Rio Grande? I should have looked. Anyway, I'm not sure you can get it anymore. But it's a game where you play kayakers who are on this river. And you're traveling up and down the river on these cool little uh, clear plastic discs that move every turn. They, they, they slowly move down the river. And if you stop in front of these certain spots on the river, you can pick up gems and then deliver them to other locations on the river. And if you're not careful, you will just go over the river and lose one of your boats. So it's lightweight and I've played with non-gamers. It's beautiful sitting out on the table and it's a Again, maybe not a traditional pickup and deliver game, but it's definitely got aspects of it and it's gorgeous. So those are some of my favorite pickup and deliver games. Great topic, AJ. Let's hear from you folks. What do you like when it comes to pickup and deliver games? What have we forgotten? What is your favorite? What are the new ones that um, you've played? Like I keep hearing about Wasteland Express and I have not played that. I have seen it played in our game group but I've never played it, and apparently that's supposed to be a pretty good representation of this genre, but I've never played it. Have you? Let us know, and we will talk to you later. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Hey, that's all we've got for you this day. I wanted to say week, but it's just this day. We've got more coming at you tomorrow. I'll chime in on the whole topic Tuesday for the week, and we'll get things going there. Don't forget uh, to check us out on Patreon. We still have that contest going on. That's right. If you are one of the first 25 patrons on our Patreon page, you can still get a copy of Tower of Madness by being one of those top 25. And we'll pick a random winner from there. And you've got a 1 in 25 chance of winning a really sweet free game. So go check that out. Theologyofgames.com slash Patreon. And we'll see you tomorrow. Until then, I'm Jeremiah Isley for my co-hosts, Scott Firestone and AJ Skifstad, saying, go play some games. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyOfGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyOfGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.